0: In the middle of the mystery
1: Amen. We're glad to be in the house of God this morning. Thank you for joining us on our live feed. Thank you for those that have joined us in-house. Uh, this morning, a couple of announcements. First of all, this throughout the course of this week, uh, you'll be getting a text or an email. It'll be on our social media. We have a new website that'll be going live this week. We have some that are testing it this morning and some that are, have been looking at it over the last couple of weeks, and we're excited about that. That's enough about that. We've come to the house of God to worship a risen savior. I know that there's so much going on in our world and our nation. Our church has been, we have uh, throughout the course of the last two months, we have had multiple people connected with this church that has been sick, whether the flu, pneumonia, bronchitis or COVID. We've had several deaths connected with this church some would even say that it would be a time that we need to just say what's next or what's going on but I want you to understand something church we have hope greater than anyone else why because we worship a risen Savior God's not dead God is alive God is able to meet the needs of his people he said in his word he said ask and it shall be given seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened God is going to do greater things I believe that we are in those last days that the Bible talks about the prophet Joel said in the last days I will pour here I am an empty vessel pouring out in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh there's a revival coming here I am God pour out a revival I'm so glad to worship God amen If you would stand all over the house this morning, those that are here, if you're on live feed and you have a prayer request, be sure to text it to the number on the bottom of the screen or visit our website and submit it. We want to be praying with you. If you have a need, let it be known by lifting your hand. God knows each one. God knows the hands that's lifted. God knows the... you're facing God knows the circumstances but don't give up hope look up look up church look up because our redemption is drawing nigh dear kind and gracious heavenly father God as we come to you today I want to thank you again for the blessings the great and mighty blessings that you've given us thank you for this wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to come into your house to worship you. Father, this morning you've heard the needs, you've seen the request. God, we lay it all down at your feet and ask you to move in a mighty way. God, today I pray that you'll touch in our tithes and our offerings that's given whether online via paypal cash out or in-house father i pray that you'll bless the gift and the giver abundantly above all and god i praise you for what you've done praise you for what you're going to continue to do gotta pray that you'll touch this service today minister to the hearts and lives we forever give you the praise in Jesus' name And would all of God's children say, Amen and Amen. Would you give God a great hand clap of praise?
0: Despite everything else, what do we need to do this morning? We need to praise His name. Join us in worship this morning as we give the Lord our highest praise. Let's cry.
1: the name above every name. He's the name above every name. He is so worthy to be praised. He's so worthy to be praised. He's so worthy to be praised. He's so worthy to be praised. 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 The splendor of the King In majesty, let all the world rejoice. It seems like we're living in a day that all the world has turned its back on God. Then they start to say, Oh God, where are you? Oh God, why am I going through this? Oh God, why is the circumstances? Well, guess what, church? Let all the world rejoice. The only way we can rejoice is in the King of kings and the Lord of lords, is we've got to have a relationship with Him. And when we've got a relationship with Him, the splendor of the King, He's clothed in majesty. Let all the world rejoice. Let all the world rejoice. How great is our God. How great is our God. L- worship one more time.
0: Our God sing with me right where you're at great. whether you're in house Our or at love
1: would you just Don't worship him this morning
0: Above all names, you're the name of God. Oh, say that word one more time. He's the name above all names. He's the name above all names. He's worthy this morning. Oh, think about it. He's the name above all names.
1: moment and lift up your hands. All over this house are in live feed. Wherever you may be, would you just lift your hands? Now, if you're driving, I know you can't, but if you can, would you just lift up your hands and let's worship Him for a moment? He is worthy to be praised. He's worthy of honor and of glory. know there's so much going on in the world around us but he's so worthy to be praised he's so worthy to be praised today would you give God a hand clap yes glory be to God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus he's an awesome God amen he's an awesome God I think it was when I was a teenager. That was just a few years ago. They sung a song. I think it was pretty popular. Said he's an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. With wisdom, power, glory and love. Our God is an awesome God. Then they would do this little part that one over here would go in that high, high, high hit note. He reigns. Then somebody here in the lower would, he reigns. And then they'd come over here to the base. He reigns. Does anybody remember that? I'm the only one I know. But you know, the thing about it is, is he's an awesome God. Amen. Glory be to God. Would you give God another hand clap of praise this morning? Amen. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, for leading us into worship this morning. Thank you so much. They do an awesome job. You don't know the work that they put into this, and they, they work, and they they're starting. They start on Tuesdays talking back and forth, getting, the, getting songs and stuff ready, and then they practice uh, on Wednesdays and then throughout the weekend and getting things ready for service, and I'm so glad that they're doing that. Thankful for our, our tech team, social media. Uh, live feed, all of those folks that's doing all this stuff. I told somebody this morning, I'm so glad that there's a lot of folks that knows how to do all this stuff, and I don't have to do it. I like that. And they do an awesome job. They do a wonderful job, and we're so thankful for them. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with us to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. As you're turning in your Bibles there, we talked, introduced last Sunday morning, the very first Sunday morning of this year, of 2021. talked last Sunday why I was going to be saying 2021 and not 2020-W-O-N, because 2020 did not win, God is still winning, amen? Lots of things have happened, lots of things have taken place over the last, what day is this? 400th day of this year. Yep, that's about right. Lots of things have gone on. We're in the 10th day of this year. 365 days of last year. Seems like it's been a long 10 years, doesn't it? But you know what? There's one thing about it. God is still in charge. God is still moving and God is still reigning. Amen? And I'm so glad that we are able to still come into the house of God and worship Him. Amen? I'll have more to say about that in just a moment. But I'm also thankful that we have our live stream options, that we're able to thank you to those that are joining us on our live stream. We have several. We have lots of families. Those that are in-house, you can look around and you can see. We have a lot of families, some that are out of town, on the road traveling, but most of the ones that are not here, or sitting at home and watching on live stream this morning due to sickness and due to things that's going on. I'm glad we have this ability. Amen? Used to you'd stand up behind a pulpit and you would want no empty seats. Now, it's not about worrying about how many empty seats or how many is here is how many is being reached by the gospel of Christ. Amen? We need to reach, folks. We're living in those last days. We're living in that time. We're living in that time that it's, it's coming. I said it, I believe it was Wednesday night. I think that Jesus is standing like this. Used to, I said, that he was standing on the very edge. Now I think he's got one foot ready to step. I think that everything is set and ready for the coming of Christ. Amen? I hope that you're ready. I know that we need to be. Amen. Last Sunday we looked, we talked about stronger together. Stronger together in 2021 is something that we really need to look at and we really need to get a hold of. We're able to do things together better than separate. Amen. When we're united and we're together, We're a stronger force against the devil. We also need to understand that the Bible talks about that one can put 10,000 to flight. How many more can a group of Holy Ghost-filled people put to flight? We're talking about the demonic forces that has come against the church, against our nation, and against this world. We're living in a time... That we're looking and we need to look into the Word of God. We look into the Word of God to find scriptures to, to show us we're stronger together. We're strong together as a church family. Now, this morning, I want to look closer at some of those. Last Sunday, last Sunday, we did an overview of Stronger Together. If you did was not here and you did not get to watch that service, I urge you to go back and watch it. We're stronger together, and there is so much more that we're able to do together as a unit than we can apart. Amen. Take a look at John chapter 10. Last Sunday we read verse 16. This Sunday I want to read verse 14 through 16. My intent was to do a couple of these from last Sunday to go in-depth a couple of these every Sunday for the next few Sundays. Y'all know how that works. It ain't going to happen like that. I started looking into this passage, and we talked about that Jesus is the good shepherd. Started looking at this, and I was like, Hey, no way I can split the service into that into something else but we need to look at Jesus as the good shepherd. Now watch this. He says, "I am the good shepherd." Now, I want to pause there for just a moment cuz I want to give you a little nugget. There's several times in the scripture that not only God uses the words "I am," but people use the words "I am." Different ones have said, "I am not capable because I have a speech impediment." That was found in the Word of God. It says, I am not strong enough. I am weak. I am afraid. I am these things. But what we've got to understand, it's not about what we can do in and of ourselves, but we need to turn what we think we are over to the great I am and let him be Lord in our lives. Let him take charge and move forward. I am. Let's go on. We look at, I am the good shepherd. Jesus goes on and he says, I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And, this is important, I lay my life down for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not in this fold. Church, did you know that Coosa Valley Church of God is not the only church going to make it to heaven? Amen. Did you know the Church of God denomination is not the only group going to make it to heaven? Amen. Hello? I got a little less enthusiasm off of that one. I busted somebody's bubble. I'm kidding. He says, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I'm going to bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so there'll be one flock and one shepherd. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, God, again, we want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for another wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to come to worship you. Father, this morning for the next few moments as we bring forth your word, I pray, Father God, that you'll continue to give us direction and guidance in the way that you would have us to go. Father, I pray that you'll undergird us. Father, today, and Father, I pray that as your words go forth, that they'll touch the hearts and lives of each one that is listening today. Whether they be listening today or they listen to the recording later, God, I pray that you'll just minister to the lives of those. We forever give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now last Sunday we talked about a couple of things. Well, let's refresh ourselves just a moment. And then we're going to dig deeper into each of those items. If you have the outline and you was looking at that from last Sunday, you're going to notice that I say that we are called sheep. We are the sheep of God. Did you know that there are goats in the middle of the sheep? Did you know there was goats in the middle of the sheep? Growing up, we didn't have no sheep. We had goats. Let me tell you something. It, hang on. Let me put my glasses on. If you're on live feed or you're in house. If you're on live feed, wave at me or, or shake or raise a hand or something. If you're in house, I'm gonna. Like, has anybody ever raised goats? How many of you that raised goats had a goat that was not stubborn? For those that are joining us on live feed, let me tell you that there is nobody raising their hands that they had a goat that was not stubborn. Now, we had a goat. We had several goats throughout the years. We had one billy goat. We had this billy goat and he had horns that stuck off his head, you know. Well, we had an electric fence around that, around his pasture, okay? He was supposed to stay inside of that fenced area. He didn't. Papa, even one time, yeah, this didn't work good. Papa, even one time, if you've got an electric fence and you do it the right way, you put it from an electric a box that feeds that fence, right? And you can set it, now this one, you could set it to where it would send pulses or it would send a complete charge. But if the current was broken, the circuit was broken, it wouldn't send anything unless Papa got a hold of it. Papa didn't want it to stop at any point, he wanted that circuit to continue even if the fence was broken. That's a great thing when you're dealing with just goats. But if your grandson that lives next door gets a brand new goat cart and he starts riding in the yard and Papa decides that he's going to move the fence. How I many knows that when you got an electric fence you put them orange flags on it so everybody sees where it's at? Papa didn't do that. I ran that goat cart straight into that fence, and before I knew it, I was wrapped all tangled in that fence. Here was the problem that box wasn't looking out for any breaks in the circuit, it was sending a pulse. And that's exactly what it felt like when it was hitting me. I'm sitting there and I can't get away from it. I am tangled all up in that thing. Granny, I'm, I'm a holler. How many knows I was hollering? I was hollering. But every time that fence, every time that electric current hit me, you couldn't holler. Why? Because Papa didn't believe in a 110, he believed in a juiced up 110. I don't know what it was, but it didn't feel good. It would hit, and I ain't ashamed to tell you, I wet my britches. I never rode that goat cart again. There's no fence over here no more. I don't care. I ain't riding that goat cart again. The fence is over here in Papa's. I don't really care. I am not riding that goat cart never again. I ain't going to do it. Why? Because I learned my lesson. I was, ga- I was not going nowhere near that fence. Now, I tell you that story for comic, but also to tell you those goats didn't believe in that same philosophy. Them goats didn't care if there was a fence there or not. That belly goat was going through that fence. There's one day we were sitting outside, and we was building a rabbit's home. It was ribbon and rabbit cages. There was three or four of these cages there, and we had drawn out a diagram and measured this thing out. We we drew this thing out. We knew exactly what we was gonna do. We turn around, we start cutting this, cutting this wood, putting the putting the putting everything together, and we turn back around and there's no paper. Where'd that paper go? Yeah, there's that billy goat. He's eating up that paper. Anything that goat could get its hands on, it was gonna get. I mean knows I'm telling the truth? Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. That's the same way with goats in the middle of God's sheep. They're going to do everything they can to disrupt anything that's going on. That goat is going to disrupt every part of worship. That goat is going to get in part of a prayer time. That goat is going to get in the part of, of any kind of small group time. That goat is going to get in the middle of Sunday school class. That goat is going to do everything that that goat can do to stop the sheep from worshiping God. That goat is going to get everybody mad, everybody frustrated, everybody upset, everybody upset, Why? Because the purpose of that goat is to disrupt the sheep. Sheep want to dwell together. They want, they do not like being alone. They want to be together. They want to dwell in flocks and they want somebody to lead them. Goats a lot of times will try to lead the sheep. But we as children of God have got to hear the voice of God and have got to know the voice of God and we've got to listen to the Good Shepherd. Why? Because Jesus knows us. He knows your pains. He knows you by name. He knows you individually. He knows you personally. He knows all the joy and blessings that's been poured out in your life. He knows the trials and the sorrows that you face. He knows your wonderings and your stumblings. He knows your need. He knows your lack. And He knows knows everything you've got. Jesus knows you. We need to keep in mind... We need to keep in mind that the sheep need to look upon Christ, the Good Shepherd. By looking after His sheep, the Spirit of God, God as the Son, when He ascended to heaven, as looking after the sheep, He sent the Holy Spirit to be a comfort and a guide for His sheep. He sent the Holy Spirit to care for His sheep. How? Through intercession and companionship. You cannot have a relationship with God lest you have a relationship with God. When you have a relationship with God, you will intercede for those around you. You will intercede on your own behalf. You will call upon the name, not on Muhammad or not on Buddha or not on Muhammad or not on anything else, but you're going to call upon Jesus Christ, the Son of God tell you something else. You better be careful calling upon any other name. You call on any other name. Oh, I would not going there. Oh wait. <laughs> you call upon any other name, you better be careful because they're going to answer. I got one. You call on any other name, they're going to answer. Brother Andy, I thought demonic spirit, I thought, I thought these the the, the idols and stuff, they're dead. They sure are. But there are demonic spirits that will answer when you call upon their names. But I'm going to tell you something. Every demonic spirit out of the pits of hell will cringe whenever you say one name. Every every demonic stronghold that has you bound will start to shake when you call on one name. Every sickness... Starts to cringe. Every, every chain that has you bound will start to shake and crumble when you call upon one name. When you call upon the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I'm going to tell you something, church. Everything starts to bow down at the name of Jesus. But, he, but here's the problem. If you don't have a relationship with him, How are you going to call on him? Now, I realize that if you get on Google and you look up Andy Lambert, you're going to find my cell phone number. I mean, it's just a fact. I I know that. Do you know how I know that? You want to answer my phone sometime? Sister Carrie won't even answer my phone. But let's just forget Google for just a second. If you did not have my phone number, how are you going to call me? How are you going to text me? How are you going to get connected if you don't have my phone number? You can't. Why? Because you have no way way to reach out to me but as children of God, we've got a relationship. We have a relationship and a communication line that has no long-distance charges. There's no busy signal. Whenever you call, you're not going to get some foreign operator on the other line that says, press one for this, press two for this, and press nine for another language. You're going to get somebody on the other line whenever you have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. You're going to get somebody on the line that's making intercession for you on your behalf and is just waiting on you to call because He knows your needs before you call. Why? Because Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, knows His sheep. He knows His sheep. Now, as the sheep we need to know Him. There's some scriptures that you want to look at. You can find John chapter 10, verse three. talks about Jesus being the gatekeeper. We also find John chapter 10 and verse 14. Jesus says, "I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. The sheep know Christ. They know Him. And not only do they know Him, they believe and trust in Him. They trust in His love and His care. They trust in His mind and in the Word of God. They trust in His companionship and in His leadership. They trust in His experience and His knowledge. They trust in His destiny and in heaven. I want you to hear something. Not one time did I say the word or. Did y'all hear me say or? O-R. Didn't hear that. Why? Because when we trust and believe in Jesus Christ, we've got to believe in all of Him. Hello? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth... So many times people just go to that believeth part and they don't want nothing else. They want to live their lives however they want to. I can do anything I want. Let me tell you something, church. Andy Lambert, as I stand right here, I can do what I want to do. I can go off. I could go partying all Saturday night long, get up Sunday morning with a severe headache. I can get drunk. I can snort. I can I could do all the things that this world has to offer. I have a will. I have a choice. God does not make me be a Christian. And I believe that that is probably one of the biggest downfalls in the church world is so many people believe that God is making them do something. God ain't making you do a thing. You've got to make a choice to be a Christian. It takes more than believing in Christ. You've got to trust in Him. You've got to love Him. You've got to serve Him. And in doing those things, you're going to worship Him. And in doing so, you're going to grow in Him. We've got to do the things that God's called us to do. I said so many times. That as is, we're living in these last days. That is, we're living in these last days. There's a lot of things that we need to be doing. A lot of things that we need to be taking care of. Let me tell you something, church. we got a lot of church folks and we got a lot of Christians that need to quit sitting on the seat of do nothing. And get up and do something because we have not got much time left. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. My mom will tell you the story to this day. Sister Carrie heard this, has heard this story at least once or twice. Miss Katie's probably heard it enough times that she'll probably tell you this word for word how I'm fixing to tell you. My mom would always, this is what. This is her story. I didn't say I agree with this story. This is her story. <laughs> and nobody needs to call her and ask her but which one's the truth, okay? But this is her story. This is what she says. She says that, Every Saturday morning or every every excuse me every day during the week when we would get up she had to go to work. She would leave a list on the bar in the kitchen of chores and things that needed to be done at that, by the end of the day when she got home. She always said that we always waited until the last minute to do those things, to do the dishes. To take the trash out. I'm so glad I ain't gotten my glasses on. I can't see nothing. But I do hear some snickering. To clean our rooms. To vacuum the floors. To sweep and mop. She would always leave that list there for us to do. And she says we always waited until the last minute. Because we knew she would be getting off of work at 5. Therefore, at 5.35, she would be walking in the door. I'm just giving some estimates of times. We knew when she was going to get home. And boy, I'm going to tell you something. Y'all ain't never seen a vacuum cleaner fly. You can get that thing and you can vacuum a lot of stuff real quickly. But here's the problem. You missed a lot of stuff. Hello? Before we got that little robot back there, sitting behind Sister Vardaman, there's a little round robot back there. Before we got that, people would come in here and they would vacuum this sanctuary. We have a crew that comes in here now once a week and vacuums this sanctuary. I've been told I've never vacuumed it with a vacuum cleaner. With a, with, I've never I vacuumed parts I've never vacuumed the whole thing I'm talking from that wall, the stage, these steps all the way back to include the pews I've never vacuumed it but I've been told it takes about five to six hours. hang on okay i was making sure I had the time right it's five to six hours to vacuum this. I could probably do it in three. But how many knows that there would be a lot of spots missing if I cut my time in half? How many knows that I would leave trash behind if I cut my time in half? What we've got to understand, church, is we've got the time that we... But time is is very, very short right now. And we need to get on the ball and start doing what God has called us to do. And that is to be the church outside these four walls. Be disciples for Christ to those... In the world around us. Let's go on. Let's look at this. John chapter 10 and 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I want you to know something. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. He's not a hireling. Now, I know that there are times that you hire people to do something And they're going to do it to their satisfaction. For anybody that has ever worked with... Oh, I'm so glad I ain't got my glasses on. For anybody that has ever worked with me on projects inside of this church or on this property, you know that I am OCD. Please, nobody look at the sound booth. I am OCD, I am ADHD, which means that I'm bouncing from one project to another project to another project and back to the first one. I didn't need anybody to say amen on that. <laughs> I do not have my glasses on, but I, do, I did hear... Amen. And I do see, what's that little game where them things pop up and you're trying to hit them? Whack-a-mole. whack-a-mole. I see what's called whack-a-mole in the sound booth. Everybody in the sound booth agrees with everything I'm saying. Okay. Nobody needs to talk to any of these folks, Okay. And I'm going to tell you something. These folks that have worked on projects around this church have done an outstanding job. They've done an awesome job. They have done a great job. We have gotten a lot accomplished in this last year. And I'm going to tell you something, church. You need to be commended for all the work that's been done around these facilities over this last year. A lot has taken place. And I'm thankful for a a great body of believers. But how many knows that if you hire somebody to do a work at your house and you leave and you're not watching them, they may not do as good of a job as you think they're doing. I have worked with some folks that was hired to do a job and I was the manager and I was to walk behind them and, and, and this is just my OCD kicking in. They did not clean up after themselves. And I did not like it. And they did not like it when I was on the job because I was cleaning after them. They turn around and they say, where would my screwdriver go? It's in your toolbox. I was still using it. Well, it's in your toolbox. And I know I've got a problem. I know that. But the point that I'm making is this. Nobody's going to do as good of a job as you're going to do on it yourself. When it's your stuff what we need to understand is Jesus calls us his own. He has bought and paid for us with a price. Whenever a child gets a toy and it's just given to them, they may take care of it for a time, but eventually they're going to tire out and they're going to get rid of it. But if they bought it with their own money, hello? It means something now. Things that I've bought for myself, they mean more. Why? Because I've put effort, I've put something into those things. And when somebody gives me a gift, it means something. Why? Because they've put an effort into that to give to me. Especially when it's peanut butter bars. Hallelujah, glory to God, I felt Jesus in that. But here's what we need to understand. Jesus bought and paid for us with a price. He paid the price for us. Therefore, we mean something to Him. He has given us salvation. Therefore, that gift should mean something. Why? Because He put the price down to pay for it for you and I. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. He's not a hireling. There are, many, there are many thieves in the world today. They're aiming to kill and to destroy the sheep. They pass, they pass themselves off as shepherds. Yet, they are very careless in the discharge of their duties. And their neglect shows a great destruction in the flock of Christ. What we must do is we must take a stand and we can only do this when we're stronger together. Jesus is the owner of the sheep and we need to understand that as pastors, as Sunday school teachers, as leaders in the church, we are under shepherds to the good shepherd. Jesus is going to die for the sheep. He would face the enemy Of our souls. Head on. He's not going to flee. And he's not going to crawl away. But he has a calling. And a purpose to stand between us and the devil. And what we must understand. That we too have a calling. To do the work that God has called us to do. Jesus did not say he would just fight. And protect the sheep. He said he would lay down his life. For the sheep. He knew that death. Awaited him that his purpose was to die for the sheep. Last thing, Jesus worked to enlarge the flock. The Word of God tells, talks about the other sheep. This is a reference to worldwide evangelism. Worldwide does not just mean Africa, China, and Japan, but it means right here in the good old U.S. of A. It also means sweet home, Alabama. Evangelism starts in our own backyard. There are believers who will not stand with Christ. They are no longer believers when they turn their back on Jesus Christ. They turn their back on Christ because the going is getting tough. The way is hard and it's hard to keep pushing forward. But what we must understand is worldwide evangelism includes all countries and all generations. The young and old alike are to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Osama Bin Laden needed a relationship with Jesus Christ. Romans 10 and 12 tells us that there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, between American and German, between Chinese and Japanese, Portuguese, Korean, Italian, Polish, There is no distinction. Jesus Christ has bestowed His riches on all who call upon Him. Jesus said in in John chapter 4 and 34, He says, My food, what I have to do is to do the will of Him who sent me and to accomplish the work of the Father. John 9 and 4 tells us we must work while it is day. Because night is coming. Y'all need to hear that. Night is coming. Night is coming. Did anybody hear me? Okay, I think I'm making sure I'm being heard here. We need to understand that it's not about two flocks, not about three flocks. It's about God's flock. We're one church worshiping one God. Serving with one Jesus Christ. Would you stand all over the house? Live feed, thank you for being a part of our services this morning. Join us back this afternoon at 5 o'clock as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. Keep in mind that you can submit your prayer request online by visiting the website below or texting the number on the screen as well. May God bless you as our prayer. Amen and amen.